So, Mark Harris, you have not been on the ISTC podcast yet, um, <laughs> so I figured this would be a good chance to introduce yourself and talk a little bit, you know, about your background uh, before we dive into, you know, the index we just released um, and then some of the work that maybe ISTI is doing. Yeah, it's great to be here to be in our my inaugural podcast, <laughs> and it's a good one to be to be talking about. So, yes, yeah, so I uh, I'm uh, run the Illinois Science Technology Coalition. I've been in this role since about 2012. Um, I always say I. Uh, my dirty little secret is I was a liberal arts and science major, um, but I somehow ended up running the Science and Technology Coalition, which is really blends a lot of my my passions and loves for um, you know not only policy and and um, and sort of advocacy, but also you know higher ed and, and thinking a little bit about how we can move the state forward um, in a lot of the various things that we do. So yeah, just my background is that we were sure just quickly yeah, for those who maybe not. not not know me. Um, I uh, so I was uh, grew up in Central Illinois. So I grew up in Bloomington Normal University town, um, and uh, went to University of Illinois. I have a little bit of an international background in that my mom is from Chile, so I have a lot of family um, down in South America and, and travel there quite a bit. Um, and then really my background's been in government and uh, and higher ed. So I worked for the state of Illinois. I did a fellowship in the governor's office uh, and then Department of Commerce. Um, and then left state government and worked for University of Chicago. So it was great to be kind of inside university. It was I was in the Polsky Center, so saw kind of firsthand a lot of the great stuff universities have been um, have been doing and, and sort of changing some of the work that they've uh, they've done for students and faculty around entrepreneurship and tech. And then I went back into government. So I worked for uh, for the previous uh, governor uh, for a little bit, and then and then came to this role in 2012. With this episode, I think we wanted to dive further into the Illinois Innovation Index, which came out last week. We had an event um, where we had a panel, and we sort of went over, you know, what was new in the findings. Um, so maybe for those that haven't heard about the Illinois Innovation Index, if you just want to give kind of a, a big picture background, you know, how it started and kind of how it's evolved. Yeah, it's been pretty exciting how it has evolved. So it started about, um, it even predates me. So the uh, the um, World Business Chicago, CMAP, and the Chamber, and ISTC, um, all kind of came together in about 2010, 2011, because we all, you know, um, measured and had different data sets around kind of the state and, and our performance. And so I think there was a, a an, an effort to sort of align forces to share data, and obviously to brand Illinois um, in a way that hadn't before. And it was a way that not only the press, but just sort of the broader community could really get behind and understand and, and easily digest um, kind of where Illinois is. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the real, I think, beauty of the index is it's kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly to measure and benchmark Illinois' innovation performance. As you know, we um, care deeply, I think, about uh, the, what the data says. And I think being very measured um, and disciplined about that has been a, a key kind of driver behind the index. So it's evolved throughout the years. I think what started is this really big partnership with four entities um, has now been one that we solely, you know, put out around R&D and university entrepreneurship and then talent. Um, so I know you're going to maybe uh, go through some of the findings, but I, I know for this particular issue, um, nothing is more top of mind um, for people than um, than where we are uh, as, as, uh, as terms of our STEM degree production. I think it was a key part of um, uh, pitches that we give to companies looking to relocate here. Um, it's a huge part of the Amazon bid, and I think it's going to help. I think we'll sink or swim based on the people, you know, continuing to be a magnet um, and also a, a place that's home growing this talent here in the state. Yeah. So as you mentioned, the, the latest issue was on talent. So I think maybe just to give sort of a, a quick overview of, you know, what the findings were, 
um, and then we can dive into you know some of the the kind of keys for our path forward uh, that we put out with this, and then some of the you know discussion that came out of the panel that we had last week. So um, I'll just jump into key findings then. Um, you know, Illinois is the the fifth largest state uh, in the country by production of STEM degrees, uh, with almost twenty five thousand uh, in twenty seventeen. That's about 19% of our uh, bachelor's, master's, and, and doctoral degrees, um, which is uh, slightly less than the national average, but we've kind of caught up um, over the past uh, decade or so. Um, and then two areas that we dove further into this year, um, one that we've, we've kind of touched on in the past, uh, which is computer science, where we've, you know, we've more than doubled our degrees since 2013, um, you know, reaching 3,700 in 2017, um, and, you know, and the, and the state, you know, really accounts for almost 10% of, of the CS degrees uh, that are produced nationwide. Um, and then the second of those key areas was um, data science. So we rank fifth by production of degrees in data science, um, and then actually fourth in the nation for employment uh, in data science. And that was something that I think, you know, kind of came out of discussions we had with really stakeholders in the state, right? It was you know, th these are two areas, this kind of computing and business that are aligning to kind of create this new interdisciplinary um, field of data science. And, you know, given some of the strength, you know, traditionally Chicago and kind of the, the business sector and B2B and finance insurance, um, and then, you know, our production of, of computing and, and people with talent in those areas um, had kind of come together to, to make us strong in that area. Um, so we really dove uh, further into that. Um, and then MBAs is always an area yep. that, you know, has strength in Chicago. You know, according to The Economist, we have the, the two top-ranked business schools in the world. So um, MBA production is always big for us. We're fourth in the country for MBAs. Um, and then, you know, I, I think this is a, an area that comes up a lot in the work that we do in sort of, you know, broader economic development is that idea of, of diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, it's an area that STEM fields we have to improve on, right? We've, we've kind of... Um, pulled below the national average in terms of, of making sure that the field is, is you know, well represented um, by different types of people. Um, and then international students, I think, I think we've really found, you know, not only in this, but in, you know, our production of startups, that foreign-born folks, international students play a really a key role in Illinois with, you know, almost 30% of our, our grads uh, being international students compared to about 20% nationally. And then, um, so we, we worked with LinkedIn again this year, uh, which we've been fortunate to do the last couple of years to really get um, a good idea of, you know, people that are graduating in Illinois, where are they going, who are they working for? So we really honed in on those recent computer science grads this year around. Um, we found that, you know, those grads are four and a half times more likely to end up in Chicago than anywhere else. You know, there's, there's kind of this, I think, this common kind of wisdom that, you know, the Illinois CS grads leave, you know, the state. They go to Boston, New York, San Francisco. Um, so I, I, I think it was good to see that, you know, LinkedIn data shows that a lot are staying in the state. Um, on the demand side, you know, the state's also the fifth largest um, employer of STEM talent with about 320,000 uh, people working in STEM fields. We've grown a little bit faster than the national average by employment, growing at 2.7% annually uh, compared to about 2.2% nationwide. Um, you know, STEM jobs, that we found they're really heavily concentrated in those computing areas, right? So um, jobs in software development and, and sort of those supporting IT jobs like network management and, um, you know, sort of IT managers, those types of jobs. 
Um, and then new this year, we worked with MC, who's, who's a national data mm -hmm. provider and kind of a workforce uh, data partner of ours, um, to look at job postings. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that's unique about Illinois' STEM workforce is, you know, how many jobs we have in kind of non-traditional tech sectors. You know, we don't have the Google and the Microsoft, although they do have offices here. Right. Um, you know, we're obviously not the headquarters for, for those types of companies. Um, so where people are working, you know, we find companies like Blue Cross Blue Shields, um, Deloitte, AbbVie, some of our um, partners in, in sort of the pharma fields um, and healthcare and um, finance and insurance and other industries. Um, and then for the first time, we really leaned into wages and kind of that idea of, of um, spending power. Um, so we've heard for a long time that, you know, you can do a lot more with your dollar in Chicago than you can in San Francisco or New York. We put some data behind that to show that, you know, if you're making $80,000 a year in Chicago, that's the equivalent of $96,000 in San Francisco. So, you know, the city of Chicago really fares well um, in that metric. Um, and then lastly, on employment, just in terms of diversity, again, I think we found that, you know, we're, we're sort of underrepresented in, um, by, by ethnicity and um, by women in STEM fields um, who make up sort of a smaller percentage than they do uh, in the total workforce. So kind of ran through that quickly. Um, <laughs> been thinking about this a lot, obviously, the last yeah. few months. So, you know, a few things that we, that we put forward. Um, I think we talk a lot about engaging employers in the state kind of into the STEM pipeline. Um, I don't know if maybe you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the philosophy that we've kind of adopted in terms of, you know, how those employers can kind of tap in and help us, you know, increase, you know, inclusivity and, and different things kind of in that STEM pipeline. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, um, I think, first of all, it's important to note a lot of this hasn't happened just overnight. Like our universities have been very, um, I think, intentional about the last uh, last few years, um, particularly in, in, as you indicated, where we're strong. So in computer science and data science and, and other fields, um, particularly interdisciplinary degrees. So both University of Illinois um, and Northwestern, for example, offer the CS plus X degree. Um, so I think I do want to highlight that that interdisciplinary. I know this came out a lot when we were even in the report itself. We kind of called out some specific programs where students who may be in advertising or in economics or, you know, in health are able to sort of marry that with, um, you know, the CS strengths that we have. And I right. think that's that's sort of the way the workforce is kind of going, that young people want to be able to they're required maybe more of them to have these interdisciplinary degrees, but the reality is that's how big problems get solved is through kind of uh, a combination of, of different yeah. um, factors. So I think it would be good to call, I think, to call it some of the universities and not just, you know, the two that I mentioned, but across the state, I think we've had um, a movement uh, of students um, and, and universities to kind of double down mm -hmm. where, where we know that the demand is. Yeah, it's been interesting, too, with computer science, because it seems like on the education side, you know, we're realizing that computer science is almost a tool to apply to other disciplines, right? Where it's like getting that computer science degree yep. is great, but you can also apply computer science to geography or business or kind of these other areas where it's it's more of a tool than it is that end. Yep. You know, no, and that was where I thought when we had the panel last week uh, at Arity, um, mm -hmm. the, the diverse voices that were kind of represented is they all kind of said you lead with um, the problem mm -hmm. and, and then the kind of the technology follows. So in each of those, you know, each of the sectors you mentioned, they're all, you know, there's challenges that kind of exist in them, but it's sort of that's what you lead with that problem and then the way the technology can be utilized to mm -hmm. kind of address it. Um, but I think it's, it, it's going to be exciting for us as we go forward and that more of these programs are allowing students to maybe tackle some of those issues yeah. um, earlier on. 
And that gets to what you said. I think in the report, too, we have realized universities are being more intentional about connecting with employers earlier on. Um, so we highlighted a, a Northwest, or excuse me, a Northern Illinois University partnership with Discover. Right. Um, as you noted, Discover is, I think, the top STEM employer um, based in Illinois um, or of, of computer science talent. Um, University of Illinois has a great program called City Scholars that allows students to, in essence, do like study abroad with a mm-hmm. um, you know, engineering student to do it with a Chicago company and, and create that kind of connection um, to a, an employer and then obviously leading to uh, employment that way. Um, so I think that's, as you said, in terms of looking forward, there's way more to do. I know the, the faculty member from Northwestern that spoke, Chris Hammond, um, had an artificial intelligence program and students are paired up with companies to do projects. Um, I know, you know, looking at uh, companies like Caterpillar or State Farm or ADM even, they, you know, they are all connecting with their local universities to do more of talent development where they, we know there's a demand for that. So I think... Um, you know, thinking about how universities can be more, uh, I would say, open to, to sort of these industry partnerships, yeah. I think is going to really help us all in terms of not only retention, but just mm-hmm. connecting, you know, mention, yeah, helping the yeah. students, I think, understand what problems really exist out there. Yeah. I was just going to uh, mention retention because that's, you know, something that we hear a lot is that, you know, our top grads are, they're going to the coast, they're going to, you know, work in, in the Bay Area for, or Seattle or wherever it is for, for, Google or Microsoft or Amazon. But I think what we're seeing is that, you know, sure, that does happen. We're not going to say that, you know, our grads don't go, um, you know, work for top companies. Yeah, young people are mobile. That's the reality of of our workforce today. It's the 21st century. You know, we're we're lucky that we have some of the top grads in the country in these important fields. Um, And obviously, they're going to get, you know, recruited by some of the, the big tech companies nationally. But I think what we've seen is that, sure, that happens, but we also have this big group of of those grads that are staying in the state and they may not be working for, you know, the big tech giants. Instead, they're working for, like you mentioned, Discover. Um, They're working in sort of different industries that you might not associate with computer science. And they're kind of dispersed among, you know, a wider range of companies, um, you know, with sort of, you know, fewer grads in in one company, but, you know, a whole host of companies that you might not think of. Yeah. And that's what Chicago has always had going for. I mean, we're very diverse uh, economy and so it's nice when you think about kind of all companies are tech companies so those mm-hmm. those needs are going to be um, you know I mean I even add like United to that I mean it's a transportation company it's really right. all you know all sort of all tech around it as well yeah so another thing that we pointed to in the report was really that need to increase diversity and inclusion yep. in STEM um, you know it's something that our organization thinks a lot about um, especially on our our institute side the Illinois Science and Technology Institute. Um, so maybe you can talk a little bit about you know their their kind of broader mission. Yeah, um, and, and it's, then some of the programs. It's really nice, I think, from an organizational perspective, not just right. to put out this data every year, but to really do something about it. Um, and just to put maybe a finer point on on why diversity is such a problem and and yeah. why it's so important. Um, you know, Illinois certainly has um, we've 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 had some strides. Like uh, when we looked at female uh, computer science graduates, that tripled over the yep. last five years. Yep. Um, the number of African American students um, doubled, uh, graduates rather, uh, in CS fields. So there's progress, but I think the problem is overall in terms of STEM production, we still lag the nation mm-hmm. in our share of uh, of these graduates going to both females and uh, and students of color. So I think it, it's sort of a, a double edged, you know overall issue, we want to increase the pool because these are a huge 
portion right. of our workforce that we're kind of leaving behind. Exactly. Um, there's so many studies that have pointed to the strength of a diverse and inclusive workforce mm-hmm. just in terms of the way problems get addressed. Um, and I think for us, it's sort of, and I'll get to our institute in a second, it's almost like you're leaving on the table such an important um, part of our, our pipeline that we're sort of not tapping into. Okay. So I think for us, what we've learned is is you need to go further into the pipeline. And I think Laura Frerichs at the University of Research Park um, talked about it on the panel too, that um, you know the funnel of those graduating in um, students of color that are graduating with CS degrees is overall small. Like that's a small number. So mm-hmm. if you don't start um, earlier, you're always right. gonna you're always gonna end up with a small number at the end. Um, so our STEM Challenge program, it's a program that we run out of our institute. It's all about creating these connections with students earlier on with um, big employers in the state. But it's through a very, um, we kind of love the process because it's through a problem-based learning kind of experience. So right. companies like Microsoft um, and, uh, and, and AbbVie and Northrop Grumman, we have uh, 17 total that we do across the state. Allstate uh, is a new one this year, CME Group. Um, they are presenting students with a very real-world problem. Many times it is IT-based, but it really runs the gamut. And then students are able to, and these are all high school students, are able to come up um, with their own ideas around, you know, innovating around this particular problem. And so I think what they learn is, you know, a problem is not found in the back of the book, right? Like in the real world, you have to do some research, come up with an idea. Right. Maybe you'll fail. You'll Trial understand why that doesn't... <laughs> exactly. And they learn the design process. And I think that in and of itself even regardless of what they come up with at the end, whether it's an app or a prototype or a new mm-hmm. product idea, they understand this is kind of the design cycle that it goes through to kind of create something. And then they engage with company mentors, which is also a big, uh, I would say, differentiator for our program is that they are able to sort of engage one-on-one with you know some of these uh, practitioners out in the field that are working in STEM. And I think it, it demystifies it for them, to be honest. So you mentioned insurance or finance. And I think a lot of young people... They don't really understand what it means to work in those fields today. And I, I'll just say from my own perspective, I grew up in Bloomington Normal, home of State Farm. I already had said I don't, you know, I don't want to sell insurance. You know, it's not mm-hmm. not for me kind of thing. But the reality now is it, all state, I mean, and State Farm, all the insurance companies, it's they're kind of all tech companies, mm-hmm. um, you know, masquerading as insurance companies. So they sort of say connected car, connected home, the future of transportation, which is what you know Arity talked all about. Um, at the, at the event we had last week. So I think it's also understanding that young people need to, they, it's like they don't know what they don't know. So they're able right. to sort of understand these are some of the big challenges out there and then can get excited about pursuing fields that maybe they never sort of envisioned. So right. I think we feel excited about where the program is going. We're going to hit about um, 44 high schools across the state, more than half are CPS. Um, more than half of our students are female, more than half are students of color. Our companies, I think, are also being more... Um, are wanting us to sort of to go or they're wanting to go deeper into the pipeline they're wanting to do more one-on-one activity and this is what i think we'll say is it it doesn't take one-time one-off experiences to sort of change move the needle i mean that's just the reality i think a lot of people out there uh, that maybe have good intentions Mm -hmm. or good ideas to sort of do a one-day visit or kind of i mean it all helps of course but i think to really move the needle you need to be 
boots on the ground, year-round, um, sustained kind of commitments from the private sector. That's a little bit, I think, what we wanted to do with this with this study, too, is to show, um, you know, to really change the game, we're going to have to, it's going to take everyone, right, right, in the tech community kind of focused on this, um, big and small. But it's also going to just going to take, I think, a more uh, concerted effort to sort of change these numbers and to, to sort of do things maybe that are not the same way of doing business in your company. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to wrap yeah, up? Yeah, so we'll I think in the end, we'd love for those. I think you're right. We could talk about this all day. Right. <laughs> we, we're passionate about this uh, subject. Um, I think just going forward, we're we're always looking for partners, um, not only on the data front, but on right. on folks that maybe have new ideas to share. Um, you know, new programs that might be uh, you know impactful. Um, we're always looking at what the perspective on the ground. You know, this year we had on our panel a student who went through the City Scholars Program right. and, and it was going to be working for TrustWave. Um, and I think we, we want to see what the trends are on the ground and what's happening mm-hmm. and how we can be more, I think, uh, uh, understanding of what's happening with our with our talent pipeline and uh, look forward to sort of the next reports and seeing where, where this will sort of drive a number of things going forward in, in Chicago and Illinois. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, if you haven't seen the report already, um, it's on our website, istcoalition.org. Uh, you can find it at the data uh, link, so istcoalition.org slash data. Um, please do check that out. Lots of good information on um, the state's STEM talent pipeline. Um, but Mark, thanks for joining me to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Matt. This was your baby. So glad you could, uh, you know, it's nice to share with the world now. 